Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Survivor 43, Episode 7. That's right, I'm your host, Chris, and with me today is my co-host, as ever, Jake. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. This was a kind of weird episode, and I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, it's you know, our weekly therapy session for those that will be joining <laughs> us in the live at some stage. You know, we'll all go through the trauma together, but I don't think either of us will be as traumatized as Janine after this oh, episode. Oh <laughs> my God, Chris. I was That was going to be like the first thing I talked about too. Poor, poor Janine. I mean... I mean, it can't it can't get any worse. That's the that's the positive. Yeah. You got to spin out of this. Can't get any worse at this point. Besides getting voted out. That's why this isn't scripted TV. Like people that yeah. say it's scripted, like how do you even script or begin to think of putting someone through this amount of torture? Like Janine <laughs> had to go through. Like I mean, she just lost her yeah. best friend in the game. She's clearly traumatized by that at the beginning of the episode, trying to find her footing, trying to find like anybody that will tell mm -hmm. her that it's okay she finds a shoulder to cry on with noel because noel mm -hmm. went through something very similar obviously losing justine early in the game but then noel is going to go through that again as well there's just so much yep. hurt that happens to these women in the game at the moment it's just i don't know like like i said you can't script it for anyone that thinks survivor scripted i want to show them survivor one world i want to show them certain seasons that it's like why would they even or, or even like even like the really good ones where like something ridiculous happens like yeah it's just it's not scripted these are just random people and that's what i love about it is that bringing even bringing random people will get you like the craziest shit happening and i love yeah. it uh, absolutely insane to witness this episode this week like you said it was a very interesting episode um we start off like i said at camp janine's trying to find friends she's on the outs um and it's just gonna set this episode up for her to continue for her to just not be in the numbers not really knowing where people are gonna go and then we'll talk about the betrayal at the end because got some thoughts on that and we definitely will jump into that when we get towards the end but i do want to say hello to our very loyal live listener christian gal backer in the live saying hello everyone um and said at least jeff said no jury members until next week five girls and two guys in ponderosa pre-merge all right um so no you know potential jury members until next week there's two people that are voted out after the tribe phase um and how gutting would that be jake if you're a player you know you've watched it for so long you've tried to go out there and play the game you get to a position where you make what you think is the merge and then two people in a row just don't get there like i feel like i'd rather be voted out and i, and I don't say this in jest please don't vote me out first if i ever go out there guys but i'd rather be voted out early then go all the way to this fake merge situation, be in purgatory or murgatory, and then not actually make the jury because it's such a big milestone to at least get there. It, I completely agree. It's it's almost like it's almost worse to make it that far than you know make it very far at all because you've already suffered, you know, through you know no food, not seeing your family and stuff. And then you almost get this false hope of like, oh, I kind of have like a footing in the game. And then, especially for Dwight, because I could tell he had no idea that that was coming. And I didn't really see it coming either, to be honest. I, yeah, I, I definitely feel for him 
and Ellie and Sydney and uh, Lydia for in all the people it's happened many times where they make the merge and then don't make the jury that the jury is like the best part because you get to like come to tribal every night here hear all the drama happening watch it all while you're just like <laughs> I get to go home and yeah you know, eat some eat a burger and you know ah and and you get to at least you know um put your signature on the season you get to talk to the other people that also get voted out at that time and you you can mm -hmm. heal together you can vent together about whoever betrayed you in the game mm -hmm. but you've got that sort of you know i guess camaraderie for people that are at the ponderosa at least so you get to compartmentalize everything that went down but now it's so yeah. sudden you get to go home you don't see the rest of the season play out i really feel for dwight because i feel like dwight was a massive fan of the show and he was someone who felt like he had his finger on the pulse he knew what was going on but he's going to get sniped in this episode which is very sad to see um sadly at this point also wanted to say hey to jay here in the live welcome back to the live um so we see a little bit of a scene here, Jacob, for the next day where uh, Ryan's out stomping on the sand. They talk about how much energy he has, um, that he's constantly going. Do you think this is setting us up for a potential Ryan is going to be a physical threat, someone that they need to take care of because of this? I, I didn't. Wow, I didn't expect you to to get that from from that scene. That was just something I was like, oh, like a cute little like thing at the beginning. But um, that's a good. Yeah, that's that's a. I don't know I mean, why they, I, the, 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 they, the editors do these things for a reason. I mean, why show it? Exactly. No, you, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, they put it in for a reason. They didn't, you know, everything is put in for a reason. They have so much uh, footage. They, they can only choose 45 minutes. So that's a very good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe like, I don't know. It just, it kind of like showed like Ryan's, by himself he's isolated everyone else is over here on the beach he's down by the water maybe it was more just like showing that ryan's just kind of off on his own you know yeah yeah no uh, it's, but, it's yeah. interesting and, it, and it's a very it's a very complex you know sort of post-merge sort of phase of the game that we're going into mm -hmm. like jay says here in the stream the reason I think this vote was so confusing is because the editors think the audience will find it fun to be blindsided and see a vote that surprised their expectations. But I will argue that the editors did a really good job here, and we'll get into that later on. Definitely, Jay, I, I know this is the highlight of the whole episode is how everything came together. But I do feel like there were signs of what was going to happen, and we saw the plan come together on our screens which is much better than ethan zon's vote in winners at war which was the one i really didn't appreciate that's the most egregious example of <laughs> of just having no idea why someone just got voted out exactly exactly so in this one like i said maybe that's a little bit of a sign here for dwight that he or not dwight for ryan that ryan could be someone like you said there's a few things that happen here he's isolated clearly doesn't have his finger on the pulse here early on in the scene um from what we can see and he's out there stomping in the sand but i specifically took note of the fact that they said he's got so much energy and the people who were talking about him was dwight and owen at that time they're still trying to come together and create some sort of an alliance get this bakesi alliance that never happened together to take out the coco tribe um and it's quite interesting because this is now two episodes in a row they've tried to come together to take others out but it's not going that way for them but the most interesting part of this is owen sort of talking about his thoughts on the vote that took place you know he seems 
kind of annoyed with Gabler at this point because they had five people going into the merch. He felt like they should have stayed true to those five people um, and at least used the numbers advantage to their benefit for all of them to get further in the game. Because of this now, it doesn't look like he's got Gabler in his long-term future plans. Yes, that... Owen's whole confessional was really interesting to me because I believe he didn't he didn't vote for Ellie uh, last tribal council, but um, let's see who did he vote for? He voted for James um, along with Ellie, but I feel like everyone kind of assumed like ah uh, you know like he he still knew he was still in on it you know and he probably did I don't know but. I felt like people just were like, no, but he was still with Gabler. Like, he still wanted that to happen. But this shows, like, no, he did not want to split up Baca at all. And, I mean, if I were him, I'd be pissed at Gabler, too. I mean, Gabler is just, he's a total bull in a china shop. I mean, he, yeah, it's like he has he has no peripheral vision. He's mm. just tunnel vision. No right Ellie. Yeah, he's like right on Ellie. It's like all all what Gabler wants, boom, Ellie. And, you know, we didn't hear much from him on his thoughts of of what was happening in this episode. We sort of just heard his thoughts on kind of re reiterating his thoughts on the last episode. But I'm very curious to see, like, maybe if he didn't win immunity, maybe he could have been in trouble or maybe he will be in the trouble in the future. I don't know. Gabler's a mess, but I do want him <laughs> on our screens for as long as possible. As long as possible. Uh, listen, yeah. you and I are both drinking the Gabler Kool-Aid and what he's feeding yeah. us at this point. I'm enjoying the madness. Like I know the for a fact, there's people out there that are probably listening to this and saying, Jake and Chris, you guys have lost your mind. Why are you so pro-Gabler at this stage? Um, and that's the very reason we're so pro-Gabler because he uh, – he evokes emotion from the audience, either good or either bad. The last thing I want on our screen when it comes to a reality TV show is someone that's vanilla, that is boring. We don't have, as podcasters, anything to analyze or talk about after the episode. Yep. Gabler is, exactly. you know, he's giving us plenty of content. We're coming in here and every episode we've got something to say about him. Uh, but it's quite interesting because Owen definitely shows that he is going to potentially look at ways where he can work with Gabler to a certain point, but then he is going to move from that relationship when he can. I just don't know where he is moving to at this stage. Um, he had conversations with Dwight. He had conversations with Noel. I do think Owen, Noel, and Janine, for some other reason, sounds and feels right that that is where he's going to land. And then Sammy is a question mark on his own, but I definitely want to talk about the Sammy situation towards the end because I don't know if you noticed what I noticed with Sammy being on the right side of the votes here. And mm -hmm. that was interesting, mm -hmm. but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Let's stay on Gabler for a few minutes here still, because Gabler does have a conversation with Cody, you know, talking about how he just feels like this whole weight is off his shoulders. He can now breathe. And he says that he is going to go underwater. He's going to submerge himself for a couple of the episodes and let, and let other people take shots at each other. Do you think Gabler's got the self-control to do that? Because I doubt it. I doubt it too. I mean, he came up to the surface, but it's like when an alligator snaps, it's uh, it's jaws or whatever it makes a very loud noise and it alerts everybody. And even if you go decide to go back underwater, people know you're there and yeah. people know what you just did. So 
I don't think he can get away. First of all, I don't think he can get away with it. Second of all, I don't think he can control himself not to, because if somebody does anything to cross him or what he perceives as, you know, crossing him, he's going to go full tunnel vision again, and he's going to come out of the water and can't see it. I, I just, I just yeah. can't see Gabler knowing when to stay quiet, knowing when to take a back seat. Listen, some sort of you know defense for Gabler, if there is any defense. I think if someone targets you in a game where you're like literally feeling like your life depends on it, like I mean, out there, this becomes your life. Being voted out feels like you're gonna die. It feels like you're fighting for life. You know what I mean? Like I do think if you know or you've been told that someone is gunning for you, which Sammy did um, early on. You know, we don't know how we're going to react until we're out there playing the game ourselves. We don't know how it feels like. So I will give him that benefit of the doubt. But I do think that other players have shown us in the past that they've got the ability to keep their emotions in control. And I don't think decisions being made from emotion is ever a very good thing in the game. And I do feel like he plays with a bit of emotion when he plays this game. And and that makes it entertaining, but it maybe mm. won't be the winning strategy for him at the end of the season. I do want to jump back into a couple of live comments that have come in uh, here. Christian says, I think a few males are going to be eliminated back to back. Well, there is not many females left at this point. So I, I would Odds hope so. In- the odds are in the, the females' favor at this moment of who will be voted out next. Chances mm. are it's a it's a dude. I wanna I wanna see if all the women get voted out next. Can Carla become the opposite to Chris Daughtry? Could she be the Chris Daughtry winner <laughs> yeah. that just outsmarts all the men? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really entertaining. That would be entertaining. We've seen it yeah. one way. Can we see it the other way? Yeah. Uh Jay also saying, by the way, James was so much more involved in this vote than was shown. We'll get into that. We'll we'll talk about some of that. I think James is uh, a better player than what we probably appreciate, but you've got to ask yourself the question, why aren't we seeing his moves? Mm. You know, let that sink in. Why are we not seeing it? I think he's going to fall on his sword somewhere down the line, sadly. Um, Zudaman back here in the live saying, hey, finally made it to another live. Zudaman, welcome to the live. I hope you've got a nice beverage there with you and you're sitting back and relaxing because we've got a lot of things still to go through. Uh, for this episode we haven't even reached the immunity challenge yet which this was a very interesting one you and i jake kind of you know i I said maybe they're gonna steal a little bit from the french and south african Mm. version of the show and have destinies tied throughout the whole episode sadly it didn't go like i actually i think some people would have hated it some people would have loved it it's depending on who would have gone home from it but i kind of think it's an interesting twist when you suddenly appeared with someone and your life in the game is revolving around this person getting past the next vote it could have really split these alliances that are very fractured open even further um but it wasn't that way it was basically choose your partner for this immunity challenge and everybody jake was having a really tough time doing this uh and they were talking about middle school where you have to pick teams for uh playing on the schoolyard for instance doing a schoolyard pick um were you surprised at how difficult people found it to choose a partner and do you think that people played it as best they could here oh yeah no i'm not not surprised that they were struggling to pick i was surprised that they even had them try to pick because i believe in was it uh in south africa where they it was random um in south africa they they did i'm pretty sure no south africa they gave them rocks the production team because that's the one thing i didn't see like i I don't know if they the production team in the u.s 
gave them the rocks that they were using because they didn't show the reveal of the rocks and the colors. So I was mm-hmm. kind of interested that they just go pick up random rocks that they choose by the shape of the rock. I saw like- them. Sh- I saw there was a little scene where somebody was picking rocks off of the out of the sand, but then it like cut. So I don't know if they ended up using those. And then they yeah they had like a bag that kind of looked like one of the bags that they would use at a challenge. So. Surely know. production provided them with some. I mean, I yeah, don't know. yeah. But it's not important. It's just where my brain goes sometimes when I watch these episodes. Yeah. Like, technically, how did that work? You know. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, like I said, I'm surprised that they even had them pick it all. I mean, if they have the choice, they're not. They're not gonna. You know, because any little thing they that they choose or say can be like, hmm, why'd you do that? You know, everyone is so paranoid. Where even something as simple as this is gonna you know snowball into something crazy and plus i feel like everyone would just choose to be with you know ryan or cody you know one of the stronger guys so yeah it would have been hard or it would have just been based off of alliances which would have just you know exposed everything yeah and i think that's what the production team was hoping would happen with this but i think but they're not just going to give into that you know no i think yeah the production team and Jeff really finds it hard these days to crack open, like unless it's Gabe, like they need to choose more Gabler personalities if they want that. Because I feel Gabler like Gabler would have been were... like, "I don't want Janine. Janine, go away. Anyone but Janine." You know, <laughs> yeah, they need they need like eighteen Gablers out there who are just you just say whatever they're thinking. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, I feel like Jeff really, like, I mean, even at the challenge when they walked there, he's like, so how did you find choosing it? Yeah, it was all right. Um, are you sure happy with the teams? Yeah, yeah all good. Yeah, yeah, we chose Rux. Like, so he got nothing. And I feel like he was yeah. like looking for something yeah. to create some entertainment. That's why, this. that's why, you know, I'm sure you, you were going to get into it. That's, that's probably why he felt so compelled to do the, you know, like inspirational uh, moment with Noel because he's like, man, I'm not getting anything. Yeah, rocks. He's like, what? What are we gonna put in this episode? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, getting stuck in in the in the net. That's 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 amazing. Oh, come on, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that was a. I mean, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, in no, a it scene. was. It was. And and, 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 and yeah. obviously, you know, I wrote down on the notes when Jeff did that. Uh, talk show host Jeff Probst is out again. You know, he needs to get his moment. Mm-hmm. He needs to talk yeah. about how, you know, good people are out there. They're all playing for a million dollars, but they can still be friends, which I think has happened for seasons. You know, it's, it's, it's just there's a certain there's a certain amount of camaraderie that gets created when you're out there suffering together. And these people do know that they have to look out for each other to a certain degree. But mm-hmm. I felt in that moment, um, and I know we're jumping ahead, but since we're talking about it, Sammy and his True Colors once again came through and how good of a player he is because immediately he made her feel better. You know, the whole comment about, I didn't want to hold on to anything in any case, you know, he he just really is yeah. socially so aware. And this mm-hmm. kid, because he is a kid, he's 19 years old. I know he probably hates it if anybody calls him a kid, but he's a kid. He's so much more mature than that. Like, I mean, he's just, I can see it. Like, I can see the path for him to win this mm-hmm. game. Because yeah, there is little bits of moments like that that we see on screen, and they keep showing us those moments for him. I can understand why a lot of people have got him as a hot favorite to potentially go deep. Yeah, I mean, I think later we'll kind of get into more like, you know, who are the, who do we think are the contenders? But you know, I I have a lot of thoughts on on Samuel and why I think he has a really good chance. Mainly like sort of edit things if if you're willing to talk about that, but. 
so far, you know, I was skeptical. I've been skeptical when I see like, oh, they're, they're, they're still casting 18 and 19 year olds, you know, like they just haven't done very well in the past, but this is the first, this is the first teenager where I'm like, okay, I see what, you know, I could see what they saw in him, you know? And like, he's not, and he's not that, he's not boring either. Like, I no. think he he's, you know, he's got a good personality. He's funny. And, yes, he's just very mature. Like, I could totally see what they saw in him. It's very interesting. I don't think – I read that Ellie actually knew. I don't know if this was before or after the season, but she just said, like, yeah, when, when we found out that he was 19 or something. I don't know if they found out on the island, but if they did – that's bad. If they didn't, I mean, like, I feel really good because like I've, like we said earlier, it doesn't matter how good he plays. I still just don't know how a 19 year old is going to get the votes, the votes. But, 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 but I actually think he's been with them long enough now that his age doesn't matter. If you're Mm -hmm. 19 or 22, you're still young for most of these people that are in their thirties. You know what I mean? So I think that if it does come out organically, that's not a bad thing now because they've gotten to know Sammy the person. They've gotten to know his personality, how he thinks. Mm-hmm. They'll know he's mature. They'll like it was similar to is it right that we sometimes underestimate younger people? No. Was I underestimated as a 19-year-old when I first got into the workforce? 100 percent Like, I mean, it's just it's like a baptism of fire or a, a trial and tribulation that you got to go through as you get older in life. Now it just once again shows you in Survivor how much you know first appearances matter. You know, because he also had that age where people could perceive him as older and they gave him the the benefit of the doubt that he was 22 or 23, whatever he said. But I do think now that they know him, I don't think it's going to count against them if he gets to the end. They'll look at his game. They'll look at the person that he is. The one thing that could, though, count against them is that if they found out that he lied about that early on, mm. if he doesn't articulate really well why he did that, they might think he's deceiving and deceptive and they might want to vote him out for that. But I actually think he's got a good enough personality to smooth things over and to rationally explain, like, listen, I just didn't want to be the young kid that everybody wanted to get rid of um, early. So I, I do think he's in an mm-hmm. okay position. Before we go further, I want to jump into a couple of comments here because we've left people hanging for quite a while. Dolores, welcome back to the live stream. Uh, Dolores said, I wondered the same thing about the rocks. Made me wonder. Uh, Jay says, this was such a wasted opportunity. What if next season production says they're not allowed to draw rocks and they have to make a choice? I don't like... Mm-hmm. Anything where production forces people too much in a certain direction. Um, I think that the beauty of Survivor is, like Jeff said for so many seasons, this is a a new group of people that go out there, they create their own rules and how they want to play the game. We give them some of the tools to play within, but we don't want to mandate, I feel like, things like this too much, um, to be honest. Uh, Jay also says 18 Roxroys would have made a different decision as well. Um, Yeah, Roxroy would have been Roxroy and Gabler on the next returnee season, make it happen. Um, Zudaman says, agreed, they definitely need more outspoken players um, to make the game seem genuine. Um, And then Dolores has said, they should have made them make their choices right at the challenge. I like this. Um, Because if they make the choices, Jake, right at the challenge, it gives them less opportunity to um, game the system or be prepared, you know, where Mm -hmm. Jeff, if Jeff did it at the challenge, he didn't even need to bring the rock thing up you know because it's been like you guys have got to decide right here right now type of thing and that may have exposed yeah. things right because you don't want to disappoint the headmaster 
that would have been really cool. Or perhaps instead of like choosing your partner for the challenge, I want to see something come back. Something like, um, you remember in Gabon where they ranked their tribe mates? Oh yeah. Um, I loved that. They did it in more than that Gabon. Was awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. They, they've, yeah, they've done it in other seasons, but Gabon is the one where I remember it the most. And just seeing everyone be like, are you kidding me? They put Randy ahead of me. Are you? No, it's, a, it's amazing. I, I, uh, I need yeah. stuff like that. Just chaotic stuff, but it doesn't like break the game too much. Like, I feel like that was such a perfect balance. Whereas, you know, yeah. other things. Another one is the so opinions much. thing. Yeah. Another another one, simple, simple. The opinions thing. Like, who's the most likely person to um, backstab their alliance member? Who's the most likely person yeah. to fail at immunities, right? Or something like that. Yeah, Just yeah. where it creates some controversy out of nothing, you know? And I feel like that created so many beautiful moments in the past and we don't get to see that anymore, um, mm -hmm. which, which would be great as well. We'll expose people and... Um, change a little bit of the kumbaya stuff because i did see online that there were some people jake that weren't too happy about the whole noel moment and like the beautiful like jeff being so soft on everybody and the people being soft like there's a lot of people who want to see a little bit more of a fight and a grit to these players going head to head um i don't know i'm mixed i mean like i don't really care that they were like nice to each other like i don't know you I guess what I didn't really care for is just, I don't know. It took time out of the episode and like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was that significant and the challenge was already super long and yeah. There How long was the challenge? Seen... Was it like out of the 40 minutes like of runtime? I feel like it was at least half the episode. Yeah. 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 No, I, I rewatched it earlier today and I just skipped the, I always skip the challenges if I'm rewatching. And I was like, kept hovering my mouse. I'm like, just, just keep, keeps going, keeps, keeps going. Oh, what? Oh, here. Okay. It finally ends right there. Oh my gosh. It was, it was long. And I think that, you know, people have kind of been complaining, like, oh, they didn't really like elaborate too much on where everyone stood and why exactly was it Dwight other than because Cody said so, you know? So I don't know. That's that's my opinion. Where it's like, I just you know I'm kind of indifferent to it. I, I think that the whole like they gotta be like ruthless to each other. They can't be helping each other out. You know I don't know. I don't really care that much. Yeah. No, I agree. And and like you know, Dolores has said uh, once Gabler Gabler mentioned his dog and then his state. I was in no sympathy <laughs> after that. Um, <laughs> Let's get into this. Obviously, they get through the nets in the beginning. They they paired up together. Um, massive, massive shout out to Cassidy and um, Carla doing really well as the only female female team here. Mm -hmm. uh, they get through the nets in first or second place when they get through yeah. that first section. Like Cassidy was through that very quickly. Now, Carla, I thought, might get entangled a little bit more in there, but she was a beast. She got through really easily. They ultimately don't make it to the final phase because Carla by inches just misses that last step but they were ahead of the other two male male teams and i thought they had it i thought they were going to be in that final stage but it would have been a difficult one in general for women to win at the end because in general i don't want to you know um i'm not saying it's the case for everyone but men in general have got better grip strength so i feel like even if it was the 25 percent 
body weight. Um, I don't know who won it in the past. People will have to go back and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is a more male orientated immunity challenge from the beginning to the end, especially that last bit, I think was a little bit more male orientated um, where they had to hold up that weighted bag. One of the other things I also mentioned in this challenge, Jake, is the difference between Ryan and Sammy and how they handle the defeat, right? Because Ryan wasn't as gracious as Sammy when uh, James ended up not making it over there at the end. He really let him know about it. Yeah, I was like, uh, Ryan, I want, I want more. I want, you know, I want, I want him to do well. I like Ryan, but yeah, it's just, just these, there's just little things that Ryan's not doing right. And this is one of them. It just, it just is, it just pisses people off. You know, that's, even if, you know, like you could be a good ally for, for them. Like that just leaves a bad taste. And like, it's just like, ah, I just don't really want to work with them. You know, if, if something doesn't go their way, then they're just going to get upset and, you know, lack of food, it's only going to get worse over time. So, and then there's Sammy, you know, I mean, like it kind of is like the obvious play, but you know, it's still, you know, good to point it out of like, that's just what you do. That's just what you're supposed to do. And Sammy did it. So, yeah. I think it's that little bit of self-awareness that, you know, Ryan doesn't have that's probably going to come back to bite him in the butt at the end. Yeah. But um, let's read a couple more of the comments here. Um, Jay saying, I think the challenge was 44% of the episode. Zudaman says, right, Jake, uh, they definitely needed a 20 to 30 minute longer episode for this. Um, and Christian says, Cassidy reminds him of Victoria from 38 Edge of Extinction. Um, I think... There is a lot of physical attributes to her that kind of remind you a little bit of Victoria. And also the gameplay kind of do emulate each other to a certain degree. But I will go as far as to say, I feel like Victoria was more in control of the game than Cassidy so far from what we've seen. Because Cassidy actually gets a little bit, not a lot more airtime than Victoria, but a little bit more airtime than Victoria at this stage. Apparently, Victoria, I think on Twitter, when this happened, I, I spotted something on Twitter that she said, Gabler's like whole monologue got more airtime than she did throughout the whole of her season she shots fired yeah victoria said something on twitter she's like gabler's <laughs> monologue while he was in the challenge got more airtime than what her would what, what she got throughout her season so she I mean, she fired a couple of shots of production there or the editing yeah. team at least so earlier you were you were um saying that like you know cassidy probably has a bit more than victoria at this point is that what you said I, feel like i feel like maybe very similar maybe i'm not i don't know that, that i feel like victoria was more in control like uh, that i was actually well, yes victoria but what, what, compliment. I was, yeah. what i was gonna say is like <laughs> what i originally was gonna say was um uh, it's hard to know what cassidy how well she's doing because they're just not showing us i don't know what the yeah. hell is going that's on that's fair yeah and but but then you said you know cassidy might have more than victoria at this point which Maybe that's true. I don't know. I do remember like Victoria was under edited, but I felt like it was more so under edited relative to how well she was doing because yeah, everyone raved about her. Like the people on her season raved about her and were like, oh yeah, Victoria was amazing. Uh, you know, she was, you know, they, the only reason that she was voted out because we, we told Chris that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris only knew to to target her because 
he was he was told by them, yeah, Victoria is doing super well. So that's a whole whole other yeah. rant. But yeah, I agree. I the, mean, no, she... yeah, she 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 got kind of screwed in that season, not only from gameplay, but I originally met by production because she was doing so well, and and all they would show was Rick Devins, which you know, love Rick Devins, but. Zudu Man saying yeah. here the editors need to do better, honestly. Um, I mm. do think, I do think, like, listen, we're going back quite a few seasons to Victoria season. I think we all can admit that the editing has gotten better since then. Um, I feel like season on season, there there has been a consistent push to improve. Um, I think season it started with season 42, and I think season 43 has continued on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot we, or I, I can only speak for myself, don't like about the new era of Survivor. And I can continue to rattle on about the same stuff week in and week out, which I think most people will get bored of. But I, I mm -hmm. choose to look at the positives. And I think that's one of the positives for me personally. Okay. Uh, I think that's a difficult job to give everybody credit in a 45-minute episode, and especially if someone's not that entertaining in the confessionals. Not that I'm saying that Cassidy isn't, but mm -hmm. the story clearly this season is not revolving around her. Um, if she does end up being another Erica winner, I'm with you, Zudaman, 100%. Because one thing, I don't want it to be obvious who wins, but I at least want the winner to be present. They can hide it with a lot of other really good fake yeah. winner edits. And at this stage, Jake, I will go as far as to say I've got absolutely no clue who's winning. I, I don't know who is winning this season. I've got a feeling of who I think has got an opportunity to win this mm -hmm. season. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of leaning Carla, Sammy, um, Owen still. I feel like he's got a, an outside shot there. Jesse, maybe. But, but I mean, we're going to get into some of the Jesse stuff that happened here after this so that makes me kind of yeah. wonder if he's got it in him to win this yeah because um, i'm starting to doubt his strategy now but before we get into that let's just yeah. talk about the fact here that um in this immunity challenge they did break a record do you know who the previous record i wish uh, jeff said the previous record was held by so and so because we just don't mm. even know who they beat i don't know do you, are you asking is this a rhetorical question and you yeah know, i just or... i just i i didn't know i can um, let's see yeah, you, you you go have a look at that in the meantime while I still talk us through this. It's, so Gabler does this challenge, right? He holds up 25% of his body weight. And um, he goes into this whole monologue about all these different people that he shouted out. Um, we do get him winning the first immunity, individual immunity of the season. And I, for one, was very shocked about that because if you said to me, Chris, here's $100, go put it on who you think is going to win this first immunity. I would have probably put it on someone like a Cody, for instance. I did not see Gabler coming. Gabler struggled early in the season, and he was physically struggling to be out there. And now suddenly he's beating people half his age. Um, I could not have been more shocked that he, that he won this because he was struggling in the first couple episodes of this season. Like really bad i mean he he was they they kept like kind of hinting that he was gonna like quit or be medically evacuated like that that, that was the vibe i was getting from yeah from these little hints and now like and i remember last week or maybe the week before you kind of mentioned like oh you know like gabler he's he's pretty good you know he's pretty in shape for his age and i remember thinking like eh, you know nah he's not he's not good but he kind of killed it in this yeah in this challenge like crazy it wasn't even yeah. close 
Uh, I mean, you no, can see Cody no. struggling very early. I mean, uh, credit to Cody. He he did hang yeah, in there yeah, yeah. for a long time. But um, I actually thought Gabler being a bigger boy when he got there as well. I know he wasn't big, big, but he was definitely, you know, heavier than Cody. I thought that would yeah. also come into play because, because it was 25% yeah, of their body weight at the start of the game. At the start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. he's probably lost the most, if I had to guess, maybe him or ryan i don't know one of those yeah. two and yeah i i thought everything was against him in this challenge but clearly not mm. yeah so do you think they let gabler win that is what dolores is asking i i don't think so i think cody fought really hard at the end there um I, strategically i don't know why they would have given it to him maybe if, to make him feel comfortable but i just think gabler is like in my opinion, at this stage, he's a non-entity and people are playing around him and just trying to make sure that he doesn't get in the way. I think that's how people are sort of navigating around Gabler the way the game is currently. Uh, JLC says Gabler is a heart valve specialist, so he has to have good and hand-eye coordination. So it makes sense that he did so well. Um, but good hand and eye coordination, Jay, I wouldn't say necessarily equates to good grip strength. Like, I do know that in the beginning of the season, he said he does a lot of outdoorsy things. Like he goes for um, these ultra marathon runs and I'm sure there's rock climbing and stuff involved. And he's probably just a very outdoorsy person who does. And in fact, didn't he have like a photos of him being like a fisherman as well, like catching fish and stuff? Because you have to have good grip when you do that type of stuff, yeah. which would make sense why Cody did so well. Um, because he's clearly someone that lives, lives by the beach and I'm sure he's a good fisherman as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hand-eye coordination doesn't yeah doesn't really translate too well to the buckets. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I still just can't get over that he won that. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder like how well he'll do in the future. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's actually somebody to look out for. This was not an easy challenge at all. Nah. Yeah. So everybody everybody's saying yeah he did show some of that um, in the beginning. Um, Zudaman also saying honestly I feel like this could be a good season because I think about every season where everybody's had a good edit, it's normally a good season like Micronesia, Heroes versus Villains, David versus uh, Goliath, uh, Pearl Islands, and so forth. So yeah, I've, I, I feel very comfortable that there is a lot of different ways this can still go. But um, what I also wanted to, I know is Gabler heavy. I feel like it's like 44% of the episode was the challenge. <laughs> like 44% of this podcast is Gabler. Yeah. But I did want to, just before we move on from Gabler, because there's so much more interesting things that happened outside of Gabler, but it does make you wonder, you know, and I, for the first time I was like, why are they like pushing a little bit more of this Gabler story like constantly on us? Because afterwards we get to really understand him at a deeper level um, mm -hmm. where he talks about like, you know, being a heart valve specialist, being in the operating room, people they've lost, how it's affected him coming from a military family, people struggling with PTSD, which is something he plays for, you know, all very serious topics, but it also gives you an understanding like, you know, for people that work in operating rooms, and I've never thought about this before, how they could struggle with a form of PTSD when they lose a patient and things like that. So really um, interesting that they gave us all this backstory here to Gabler. And you got to wonder, is it the kiss of death? Is it because he's gone in the next two or three episodes? Or is this building more to, is he the Mike of this season? Does he somehow get to the end but doesn't get the votes? That's a good question. I think something interesting to point out is that in both 41 and 42, the winners received this sort of like flashback footage. Exactly. So maybe could he win? The, could, 
I don't know. I mean, this is a really interesting question. Would, that I saw. Would, would the would the season be fun if he wins? I reckon. Like, I think yes. a lot of people would rage, but I think I would. Have, no, no, I would. People are gonna hate me. People are gonna hate me for just saying this, but I'm like, I might love this episode of Gambler Wins because I'm just gonna be like, how the hell yeah. did he win? It would be like a certain South African season where people didn't see it coming, and then that yeah. person won. He might be the closest to that person that we've ever seen on the show. I- I want to bring up a really interesting question that I saw posed on Reddit. How else would they edit Gabler if he won? They couldn't the, edit him. Out. I don't think he could edit. It's like every, everyone is everyone is saying like, well, because they're showing him to be like you know crazy. It's like, but that's how everyone yeah. is seeing him. That's 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 just a, an objective fact of how the game is going. So, you know, you could say if we're just going off of edit, he is not – I don't think he's out of contention. If we're talking about game, then, yeah, I mean, at this uh, at this stage in the game, not looking good. But who the hell knows, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people kind of rest their winner picks um, or, like, who they think are the contenders based off, of like, a combination or maybe mm. – leaning more towards the edit because that kind of trumps the game in some instances. Well, I don't see any, I haven't seen any, you know, evidence to show that he's out of contention because of his edit, because I don't know how the hell else they would portray him. I mean, this is just, they're just showing objective reality. (laughs) Yeah. They wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't be able to. And that's why I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that were, thinking it's like is there a possibility that he could still win this thing and like it would be one of the craziest wins we've ever witnessed in survivor history if he did but in some ways i kind of like you know i'm not against it i'm not totally against seeing it but um I'm yeah not against that at all I'm interesting all for it. interesting clip interesting clip like interesting seeing him um sort of share a little bit more about him and himself yeah. and be vulnerable to us you know and again that's why they show these people because they're charismatic they know how to be vulnerable to the camera let us in and make us feel like we're taking this journey with them you know uh, i think it's very important in, in trying to get a bigger edit but uh they go back to camp and at this point there is still the conversations happening between Baka and Vesi Bakesi, as I like to call them. There's a potentially of this alliance to come together. Um, but Jesse doesn't like the fact that Noel's driving the bus. He doesn't like the fact that she's the one having all these conversations with people in Baka, trying to pull them together to either vote for James or for Ryan at this point. Because those are the two people they see as the biggest threat, Ryan being the challenge potential threat and then James being the social threat. Um, firstly, let's talk about the targets from Noel being both James and Ryan. Do you think that they were looking at the right place? I mean, yeah, two Coco players. I mean, just kind of the obvious, you know, Baca and Jesse yeah. come together, clearly target Coco. But I want I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead. Let me know no, go and I it. can stop. But I don't I did not really they did not really do a good job of showing like how noel was controlling anything in my opinion it was just like she was just i saw one clip giving... i saw one okay. clip um where she was talking to jesse and you know after james got the advantage which we'll talk about she mm-hmm. said i want to vote for james not 
do you, who do you think is best to vote for now that we know that James has got an advantage or you know what do you think there was no just that one clip she may yeah. have said it other times but her way that she came across to Jesse was this is what I want well what you want isn't necessarily what Jesse wants or other people want so I felt like that rubbed Jesse the wrong way and we saw a little bit of a glimpse and Noel not being good at making people feel like they're a part of the journey that's that's a good point yeah um i guess it just it just seemed kind of tame to me when i was watching whereas like you know what i think of when when they say that it's more like it's got to be james it's got to be he's got an advantage what are we doing we got we're running out of time we got to do it now yeah, yeah you know it seems yeah. more like that whereas she was just like so apparently james got an idol and uh you know just saying, I don't know. But then you're right. I do remember that scene with Jesse where she, uh, she did seem more saw, forthcoming. She seemed yeah. more like this is what I want. Pushing, Look, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like it was a two-way conversation, and and that's mm -hmm. important. Jay says, wasn't it actually Carla who brought up that Noel was calling the shots? Not in this episode. This episode was Jesse. Was def yeah. Jesse, definitely Jesse in this episode. He was the one pushing to get noel out which i'm sure that the twitter fandom and the reddit Wait, fandom you know would have what? been can you imagine if noel left next like how much rage would have it... been out of there like another woman yeah. out at this stage of the game <laughs> i actually think it was carla now that was i'm thinking it? about it i actually it might you know let's just they had a they had a conversation they had a conversation but i i, I feel like jesse might be right i feel like jesse mentioned it first but it's hard to know because you don't know what yeah. order he did his confessional in versus when he went to go have the conversation with carla no one's yeah. taking away that carla is playing a good game though we'll talk about yeah. carla in any case but um, it doesn't really matter yeah no no one's taking away that like she's playing she's playing a good game i mean the other thing we could talk we could talk about here is the fact that Carla and Jesse have found this great bond between the two of them. And Jesse feels more close to Carla, which again talks heaps. Now, there is obviously certain cultural backgrounds that will play into this and why they're getting along so well. But then, you know, I don't think it's just that. I think Carla is a great player, but mm -hmm. Jesse feels more comfortable with Carla than what he does with the likes of both Dwight, who was his island husband who was willing to sacrifice Divorce papers oh, got signed yeah what the hell is going on here like i mean to yeah. me looking from the outside it's like jesse is like i i thought he was the winner early in the season but i i don't know if i understand the moves right now i'm really worried for him because if he stays with coco they're fine but coco in itself is quite fractured as well because ryan's not fully yeah. with them yeah for sure i mean also I mean, Jesse kind of mentioned it. Like, he he brought up the risk of, like, I think he brought up, like, uh, you know, I, I think I think he's just, he's, he was too, what's the word? Get, he gave up too much to, to Cody. He just kind of. Did he need like, to, eh. like, here's my question. Here's my question. You're in that position, right? And, and this is why it doesn't make sense to me. Jesse's got numbers on his side right maybe he's not riding the bus maybe noelle is feeling like she's the one that's got the great relationships with baka and that's why he's feeling like okay now she's always going to be ahead of me but can he not bring in the likes of akala after james is being taken out because james seems to be mm -hmm. carla's right hand person so yeah. like that it shouldn't be a one-way street in regards to this relationship i feel like i feel like he could have taken one or two of coco out and still bring carla in at that point but then at least he's more in the driver's seat i feel like than if he went the other way yeah. which now 
he's dependent on them and him and Cody are at the bottom of that alliance. It's kind of similar to what Owen was saying about Baca, where they had this majority and then they just gave it up. They just, boom, eh, Ellie, gone. You know, drama was too much. Don't care about the majority. It's kind of similar here. Baca and, and um, Vessi could easily come together and just boop, 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 easy, all the, all the Cocos. But I think, it, yeah, and it's like, you know, obviously, yeah, you don't want to just, you know, be boring and do all, you know, predictable. But it's like, maybe do like one or two, you know? And yeah. then, so kind of similar to what you were saying, give up, you know, not a one-way street. It's like, you're taking out Dwight, my island wife? Uh, I got to take away your island husband, James, you know? So it's got to be, it's got to be a a given time. Maybe they'll do it next episode, but yeah. yeah. And I I mean, we're going to see, we're going to see what happens next next episode because it looks like Cassidy is starting to wake up and she's potentially going to go to Bakisi. Like, so I mean, that could really throw a spanner in the works. That's why I said Coco looks like they're quite fractured and that could not be so good for Jesse. And, um, but then again, this is the new age of survivor. It seems like things things are more fluent. People are still willing to like, they, they do work on these voting blocks each episode where they're willing to work together. Um, and maybe there is a way for, I don't think Noel is going to forgive as easily though, because this is the second time now that Jesse, I mean, if she forgives them, after this, oh, then she deserves yeah, yeah. to be voted out next. Because if you've been betrayed by someone twice, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. On this one, you know what I mean. So yeah. she's got to she's got to wake up now and not let Cody and Jesse take her for a ride. I think that she kind of she fell into the same pattern as before, where she didn't think Justine was going home. She thought, oh, you know, I'm just here with my with my my friend you know we're we're hanging out we're you know and then boom gone no didn't see it coming and i I think the same thing kind of happened where it's like oh yeah we they took out justine but but they took out nekan and kept me so you know they're with me now and they didn't lose again so then come the merge and then they were together uh on the elivo and she was just like oh i found my people you know nah can't trust Jesse. What were you thinking? You know, uh, so she's pissed. I know she's going to be pissed. I know it. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad be- and I'm excited because I think she's going to do, she's not just going to let it slide. I think she's going to do something about it. We're going to yeah. see something interesting. Zudomania says, I need to rewatch because I completely forgot about the Jesse Carla conversation. It was a very short conversation, but a very mm-hmm. key conversation. And yeah. that's why I knew where the votes were going to go, most likely, because straight after this, he goes to Cody and he does exactly what, what uh, Noel did not do for him. He gives Cody agency and he says, This is what I want to do, but what do you think? So he does the exact opposite of what Noel did. And then Cody says, I feel more flaky about Dwight because we did see that scene prior to the merge between Cody and Noel, where they started bonding a little bit. So I think he wanted to protect her a little bit in this spot, more so than Dwight, who he doesn't really have much of a relationship with. Um, and he says, well, I need to give Cody a little bit of something so he's got agency in the game. That was the only real confessional that Cody had this episode. I'm really low on the Cody potentially win at this season. I just don't see it. Like, it'll be such a... Like, if he wins, awesome. But he's going to... I don't feel like he's the best player out there. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a great personality, but I don't yeah. feel like he's a great player. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, he just kind of had a he he had a weird fixation on Dwight 
for some mm-hmm. reason. And I, I think that kind of clouded his judgment where like, you know, I felt like Dwight was perfectly loyal. Yeah, I don't think Cody. Dwight was going to turn on them. I think both of them nah. wanted this Bakesi, Bakavesi alliance yeah. to work. All right. So it's, yeah. I just don't get it. I feel like Cody, Cody, but it, but it is difficult because if they felt like Noel and Dwight could easily go off to Baka and leave them at the bottom, they're, they're kind of in a bad spot regardless. So before we say Jesse and Cody is completely out of this, I think the next episode will really tell us where things are going to go. And also it's going to show us where the numbers are going to fall if Cassidy is willing to make a move. I think that's going to be very interesting. Let's talk about James finding this advantage in the well while he's out there with a bunch of the boys. I think it was Owen, um, maybe Ryan and, and Sammy. Else, Sammy in there as well. So there's yeah. a bunch of the boys that all find this uh, together. He reads it in front of them because he has to be transparent. They, they all found it together. Uh, he tells them he's not going to go get it after tribal council, but then does end up getting it. And the news just spreads like wildfire about him having this knowledge, this power. The producers cannot let sleeping dogs lie. They have to continue to bring this bloody advantage back into the game that I am not a fan of. I don't like seeing it. And I think James knows his duck is, or his goose is cooked right now, whatever the phrase is, because he's in trouble. People know he's got this advantage. And... I mean, the worst of all scene is him talking to Cody and Cody's like, and, and we didn't see this, but somehow James knows about Cody's idol. This has already gotten out. It's not been explained. And Wait, he's like, he I did? now need to, yeah. Cody said in the episode, he said, James has got this knowledge as power advantage and he knows about my bracelet. So that's a problem. Oh, so somehow that, oh, somehow wow. that got out. That was in the episode. So I don't know what to oh. say, man. Like it, it is, it is an absolute hot mess with all these advantages. Listen, I think there's two specific scenes that are very bizarre from James, in my opinion. It was when in the pre-merge, in front of everyone, he mentioned. I don't exactly remember ex- uh, precisely what he said, but something along the lines of like it was his birthday, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. Go look probably for it. Gonna go. I, yeah, it's like what? Why did you say that? And then now so he's telling. Why is he telling Cody of all people? Maybe we're we are we are missing a bunch of context and they are tight, or maybe we're missing a bunch of context and he told other people as well. But I thought it was interesting, if that were true, that they showed Cody, you know, being shown that. And maybe it was more to just like it's very weird, very weird, just very weird. I don't know what to think of it other than. Why can't people stop telling people about the knowledge is power? Just keep it to yourself. It's not effective when you tell other people. Yeah, I, I don't think it's effective. I think that it would have spread in any case because he read the advantage in front of a bunch of people who's not a part of his alliance. Yeah, Dwight, in already, place. Dwight already guessed it. Yeah, and um, it's a bad situation to be in. It's a bad situation to get that public thing, but... Also, if you're him, you probably do go pick it up because you don't want it to fall into somebody else's hands. But mm-hmm. you almost pick it up and throw it into the water or burn it in the fire yeah, um, or... or do something like that publicly. I don't know if there is a rule on the advantages, which the knowledge is power is a disadvantage in my mind at, at this point. Unless he can finally play this thing right. I feel like it's a disadvantage. It's, it's not a disadvantage if you don't tell anyone. This is the crux this is yeah, the... but everybody saw him get it. Everybody saw him get it, so everybody yes, knew. Yes, but, but he didn't say he didn't say what it was. He could have faked it. He could have. Yeah, he could have yeah. been like, "Oh, it's a 
it's a steal a vote if I get to final five, or you know, it's a, a an idol for the next two tribal councils or something. Like I almost feel well, like that's better than the knowledge. Actually, power. I don't think anyone saw him grab it. They saw him grab the bottle, and then he, for some reason, said, read it. Uh, "Not only read it, but also said, I won't look at it until after tribal." Yeah. Why are you even saying that you'll go after it at all? Why are you saying that now? Everyone's like, he wants it. He's 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 yeah. uh, you know, his mouth is watering for it. You know he. <laughs> so I'm just kind of I don't get it. Just yeah. don't tell. No, it. it was and, it was an interesting, but it, but it led to one of the more crazy bits of the episode where everybody yeah. was doing musical chairs or shuffling okay. around with all of yeah. the advantages, and you get different people holding on to different advantages, um, which is in theory a great plan. They did cross tribal switches with some of these advantages, um, and it leads to the biggest moment in this whole episode, which is Dwight getting voted out with Janine's idol in his pocket as she's tapping him on the leg, saying, "Hey, hand over the idol, hand over the idol." And he's like, "He's got, I've got you," and he doesn't do it. Like, do you yeah. think Dwight thought she was a part of the blind side? Like, because that would be so dumb. Because why would she want to vote out the person who's got her idol? Yeah, I. Oh my gosh! I just didn't understand. I don't understand. I yeah. don't understand why Dwight did not give that back to her. Um, my understanding is that according to the rules, once you're voted out, you can't transfer anything. But doing it prior to the vote, are they allowed to yeah, or not? I think it's the second Jeff starts reading the votes, you can't. I could well, be wrong because I felt I like I felt like her constantly tapping him on the leg was to say, "Give it back." give it back and and he said to her don't worry i've got you um but he didn't give it back to her so i feel like as the person who had the idol mm. surely those rules are clearly stated in that or with the idol you have to have rules that tells you what you can yeah. and can't do but it's definitely one of the more confusing ones so jay says they can't give over an advantage once the votes are being read. Mm. yeah i think that's yeah well this edit made dwight look bad it made him like yeah. why even show it why even show it because it made dwight look like he was going to hold on to it and screw Janine in the process. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm going to go out on a bold limb here. I think there's a really good chance that Janine is going to win. I think that we are going to, we're seeing something kind of similar to, I don't know what it, she kind of reminds me of Erica where like she was under, under edited and the pre-merge and then she has like a cohesive like story. story. Yeah. Yeah. If she gets like, to the end, it would be a compelling story for sure. Yeah. And I think that it's like they really focused on her. These they've really focused on her these past three episodes. She has the most confessionals in the past three episodes. Really good. Um, which not even Erica had. Erica was still kind of under edited even yeah. after the merge. But you know, and they only lost the one challenge. The first challenge. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that if of anyone in that tribe, there was the whole Ellie crap. There was the whole Gabler stuff. There was Sammy telling Gabler. There was Owen being in the middle and seeing Janine find the idol. It kind of makes sense that of, of everyone, she would be kind of the the one that got a little shafted from the conventionals because maybe they thought, eh, we'll focus. We, she's got plenty of stuff in the future. Let's... Let's maybe focus on everyone else now. May I'm reading way too far into this, but that's what I feel. 
Yeah, Christian says the only thing is she doesn't have a backstory yet. And that's true. We haven't seen a backstory for Janine yet. That's true. Yeah, that it doesn't have to, it, it could come. Well, we don't know because both episode. the previous yeah. winners and this iteration of Survivor both had backstories. We we knew a little bit about their family situation and where they came from. Yeah. But anything can definitely still happen. But that's what makes this season so good because I do feel like you know, there is a few people that could potentially still win it based on what we're seeing, which again points to the editors doing a good job. Um, you know, you're never going to satisfy everyone. There's going to be that mm -hmm. one person listening to this saying, well, why didn't they show so-and-so more, you know, or whoever else is out there, you know, and I understand that, but I think that they're doing a pretty decent job of what they yeah. have currently in the, in the limitations that they've got. Um, ultimately, that's kind of where we're going to end. There is a lot of you talking about a hidden scene with Gabler and Carla. I don't know if you saw that, Jake. I know Zudaman mm. sent it to me in the week, and I very I had a very busy week, Zudaman, by the way. So um, that's why we had to move this podcast to today. I did look at it, but for some other reason, I did not retain anything that I watched. <laughs> so I don't remember what the conversation between yeah. Gabler and Carla was. So if you want to put it in the live, we've got a few things still that we need to go through. Um, and we can come back to that and answer it. But we need to look at who's currently still in the game. We need to look at the the tiers, uh, well, not the tiers, the teams, yeah. um, and remove, obviously, the latest person voted out. And My team, uh, right? Your team, yep. And yeah. I don't have I don't have it prepared right at the moment. So I did a, a fresh install oh. of my computer, and the tier list is not right. But you do lose That's some person right. from your team. We do have the points, though. We do have the okay. points. That, that, that doesn't have to be uh correct on that so let's have a quick look at that um so you're losing from this week dwight mm -hmm. yep i've already grayed him out that's fine and i will share in a second points wise you were about 50 points ahead of me if you remember correctly going yeah. into last week massive massive comeback from me in this week i am now Within 30 points of you, so I've gained about 20 points in total. So your nice. total score for your team is 257.5. My total score is 227.5. So 30-point difference between us. Uh, the people who are carrying your team at the moment is, in first place, Jesse at 50 points. In second place, you can't put a good man down, Mike Gabler, 45 <laughs> points. And then in third place... You've got Carla still standing strong at 38 points overall. Nice. My team, top people, Cody, even though people have been gaining on him a lot, he's still the outright highest point getter. He's sitting at 52.5. In um, second place, I've got, believe it or not, Janine, who's been an absolute yeah, rock star in the last three episodes. She's at 41 I points. Saw she, she, uh, right at this moment, she has the third, she's tied for the third most confessionals in the season. Yeah, that's crazy. After coming back from having like the least, that's crazy. The least, yeah, a massive, massive underdog come from behind story. And then um, in third place, I've got Noel at thirty-seven point five, uh, still doing pretty well as well. Let me do a quick share screen here, so people can see where the points are currently. Uh, can I do that? And ship. There we go. So I don't know if that's big enough. Let me zoom in a little bit here for everybody that's on the video. 
and that is the breakdown of the points currently as it stands. Um, so we've got uh, a few people wow. here that are doing extremely well. And as we speak, my mouse just died. So I can't even move <laughs> it to show you what's going on, uh, which is not ideal. Um, but that's where we're sitting at the moment with the points. So you so go you, and talk you, talk us through that as you're seeing it as I look for the cable here from my mouse. So you have lost plug it back in. three. You only lost three. He's only lost three players. I mean, that's crazy. How many have I lost then? Five? I was doing so well. Man, Janine. 41. She's killing it, man. I'm telling you, she's killing it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, 24 confessionals, I, I think. Yeah, so it's Cody and Jesse are have the most, and then I think Carla has the third most, and then Janine Found is it. tied with Carla. That's crazy. Noelle has won, am I reading this right, 15 challenges? No, so that's points. So oh, let me talk you through okay. the points. All right, we got the mouse back up and running. So now I can actually navigate oh, this thing. Okay. All right, so points are here at the top. So for each challenge, one for team okay. challenge, is three points. So that's what we're looking at here. So the advantage, obviously, the for this current week, James found an advantage, which definitely also helped did i put the advantage play in for james that's a big question here found advantage yeah i did so three points there so currently noel james and cody have all found advantages janine found one as well at three points there as well but sadly she lost it so she's never going to get the opportunity to actually play it is then there the a other penalty that... chris for for um giving the idol to somebody and then they get voted out is there a <laughs> is there a penalty <laughs> no. for that did you you think of that beforehand no, I did it sadly. <laughs> Minus zero point five is what you what you get um, for votes against you. So obviously that does play in as well. But overall, that's where we're sitting. So let's have a quick look here at the Carla scene. Um, Je apparently Carla was seemingly able to convince Gabler that Lindsay was voted out with Coco's idol in the secret scene. That's right. I remember that. I remember what? seeing that now. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that now. Carla's playing. Carla's playing a brilliant game. She's playing yeah. a brilliant game. Like, no one knows how good of a game she's playing at this stage. Hats off to her. Wow. I mean, that's going to, I mean, knowing Gabler, that's going to that's gonna circulate around. And then somehow it's going to get back to another Coco. And then they're, they're going to be like, I mean, did she also convince Coco that of that too? Or are they in on that? I mean, that's that's kind of a crazy lie to to weave weave together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, also, here Jay says, I think Janine's idol could end up getting rehidden since it wasn't used. Yeah, yeah, I that think makes that's, sense. That makes sense for sure. We don't have enough advantages in the game, we need another one for sure. Definitely, <laughs> Russell. Welcome to the live stream. We're just finishing up here at the moment. Hope you're enjoying the season. Um, we 100% still want to get you on as a guest for one of these episodes as well. So I'll be messaging you soon. My schedule has been a little bit over all over the place. So this is actually one of the first weekends we're on in a while. And that's mainly because my weekdays were too busy this week. Um, but it's great to have you here. Any final thoughts from your end, uh, Jake, on this episode? I think we uh, went to it 
pretty pretty well. Yeah, I think um, just kind of hoping may, maybe not so much advantage. Uh, sorry, challenge time next episode. Maybe not forty four percent. Maybe cut it down to like forty. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. you know, it was a lengthy it was a lengthy yeah. challenge with a lot of different moving components to it that I think yeah. dragged it out. Um, and like, let's be fair, there's been certain times at camp where there hasn't been that much happening. You know, mm -hmm. so like outside of when they finally have to quickly strategize, you know, I feel like yeah. there isn't as much time just to get up to shenanigans at camp. Yeah, maybe we this haven't was seen just, much of that. Yeah, I think what it kind of came down to is it was just kind of a consensus thing between, and really all there was is just Jesse and Cody kind of thinking, eh, should it be Noel or should it be Dwight? I think that was kind of the only sense suspense in the episode. And so they didn't really need to show everyone just kind of agreeing to it. So no, I thought I thought the editors have done a good job, even with this episode, kind of um even when you factor in, you know, the challenge was so long, they we still kind of gotta you know, we know why Dwight went home. Yeah. You know, we know what happened. Just last thoughts here, Jay says the fact that it was a secret scene suggests to me that Carla's idol isn't going to be a factor in her game, especially since no one is talking about Coco's idol, not even the other Coco members. I will say this. If Carla did up until this point not tell any of her Coco members that she's got an idol, the fact that she threw shade on Lindsay for potentially having one could make other Coco members suspicious of her. Why would she need a fake plan to hide the potential existence of the idol unless she's got it? So she may yeah. have overstepped if Gabler yeah. talks to other people. But if they know about it and they're in on the lie, then she's doing a really good job at this stage. So uh, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for everybody that has jumped here into the live today. As we spoke about this episode, myself and Jake will be back next week again to talk about episode eight for survivor 43. We're both still having a lot of fun with this. We hope you guys are having fun with this. Consider subscribing to the channel. That's the best way you can show support as we continue to grow it and hopefully create more credibility to the channel with the more subscribers we have uh please like the video comment below what did you agree with what didn't you agree with and as always catch you guys next time bye